Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Welcome back, Benny. Welcome back, Maddie. How we doing, fellas? Mate, good. It looks like this episode's brought to you by The Summit. You boys are... <laughs> bit of um, product placement there. I know, I know. I'm like trying to be discreet and have it behind the mic. Matt's like got it like just, just poking up a little bit. So it looks worse if you've just got the mountain peaks poking up. It looks like well, you look great. It's so either have it, have, have it, it out or don't have it out at all. Mm, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, how we do, how we doing? How's the week been? How's a couple of weeks been actually, fellas? Yeah. What about you, Matty? You, mate, you're Mr. Adventure at the moment. What happened to your phone, yes, I. It's a good question. I have a topic as well based on my latest incident. Incident? Challenge. Um, I'm phoneless. I've lost my iPhone. Look, this isn't a plug for Apple. Um, it's an iPhone 11 SX. I believe they're meant to be waterproof to two metres. My phone was submersed in about an inch of water and it no longer works. I tried the rice trick. The um, telephone guy here in Exmouth has told me that that is an old wives' tale and you might as well put it in pasta. I said, does that work? He said, no, 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 it doesn't work. So it's been sitting on the dash for four days now. I don't have a phone. How is the interesting part? Went for a paddle in our kayak. Um, about 900 metres off the coast and we, were, we weren't too adventurous and then we decided to be a bit more adventurous. You've got to paddle to get out of the reef. So the reef juts out about 900 metres and then obviously the waves coming in hit that reef and jack up. So it's quite challenging to get out of the reef. If you time it well, you can get out. We got out. We were a bit complacent, weren't wearing our skirts. The dry bag was... Obviously not done up super well, oh, no. and and we weren't we weren't doing anything too adventurous. We're trying to find this little blue hole, and the blue hole is in just inside the break, and you find this nice beautiful calm section. The waves break either side, and I bought myself an anchor. So we found the blue hole we thought we had. Um, cats reached to grab the anchor, and I've already prepared everything. You know, in the ocean you got to be on it. So the rope's already pre-wrapped got to pull it out and drop the anchor she's pulled it out and it's no it's not untying it's all tangled i'm like no so we swapped places first mistake cat's now in the back i'm now busy with my head in the anchor don't really pay attention it's meant to take 10 seconds it takes probably a minute at that point a wave's just creeping in the back which i haven't seen because my head's buried in the anchor cat's yelled out wave and so then I've had to paddle from the front and I've just kind of told her what to do. And we made it, made it over one. So one's breaking, we've just gone over one. And then the next one is that, you know, that perfectly timed where everything just goes wrong. We can see the wave perfectly peeling and we're paddling towards it. And it's just that. Mm, oh. So close yet so far. <laughs> yeah, either break and back pedal and then attack. Or you have to give it 110% to make it. And the wave clipped us. It filled the kayak up, rolled us. And then when we rolled, we lost everything. And the anchor went down and got hooked on the reef. So now it's underwater, hooked in place, can't go anywhere with waves coming in. 
and you can just imagine. And we've affectionately called it the Titanic. It turns out that it is the Titanic because the compartments between the front and the back, are, it's all connected. So when it fills up one, it fills up the whole thing. So I've got my little pump, but I can't pump out the water. Oh, it was a nightmare. I had to swim down, get the anchor to disconnect the boat, to then drift the boat out of the waves. And then we've fortunately found a tinny and I waved him down and climbed on the back of his <gasps> back of his tinny and lifted the kayak up and twisted it and turned it and got enough water out and then we paddled back in. And you know, it was it was an experience. It was definitely on the edge. It was it wasn't life or death, but it was pretty full on. And yeah, the phone's the main casualty. Lost the snorkel. Two phones and some prescriptions. Oh, two phones. So both your phones gone. Yeah. Oh, but That's didn't you just say it was an inch of water? Yeah, so the dry bag leaked and probably through human error. So it only had this much water in the dry bag. But obviously the phone sat in that. or They said it's actually better with these phones to be completely submerged because it's kind of like a bucket. You know the bucket when you push it underwater, it creates an air pocket. She said sometimes when it's a little bit of water, it can creep in. I don't know. Mm. So we, we no longer have phones around the game. But what's really curious is when you don't have a phone, you realize how much you go for your phone, right? Because you, you can't. And we went out for a beer last night. And I'm sitting in the pub and I'm just looking at couple, family, couple, family, cat goes and gets some chips and I'm by myself and normally when you're by yourself for that little awkward period you pick up your phone and I couldn't pick up my phone so I was just fully embracing just sitting there observing people having a bit of a look every second or if there was 50 people in there 40 of them were on their phones mm. in like actually like these two girls are sitting side by side on their phones this what I assume was possibly a gay couple are sitting there with their dog, dog separating the two on their phones, the family behind me all on their phones. It was just so, it was so clear. So that's the topic I want to raise. Did you just say, did you just say you saw a, what looked like a gay couple with their dog? Yes. Was it the dog yes. that gave it away? Was it a type of dog? <laughs> Well, all on their phones. The dog yeah, but, had a... No, the dog didn't. But maybe it was just uh, a couple of mates with their yeah. dog. Oh, they were hugging and but, kissing. Right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Ben takes no, no, that. I, I ben. don't know why I specifically brought that up. But oh, Matt, I'm ben, recalling my memory. Matt, before <laughs> you go ahead, Ben, can you give us your uh, your disclaimer, please? Your, oh, yeah. So this, this episode may contain... Uh, material that is offensive. If you are offended, too bad. Don't listen to any more podcasts. Go and listen to Rich Roll or, you know, someone else. Or if you are offended, listen to someone like Joe Rogan and then you'll come back and listen to us and you'll find us quite mild. (laughs) (laughs) So good. good. Uh, And it is brought to you by The Summit and supported and endorsed by The Summit Adventure Camp. (laughs) Ryan would have enjoyed that endorsement. Yeah, depending on what comes next, whatever, whatever, whatever is said the next. uh, So you're in the restaurant. There's a gay couple, um, and and other people, and they're all on their phone. I know exactly what you mean, mate. I was I took myself out for dinner on Monday night uh, by myself, 
went to a really nice restaurant. It's got a lot of memories. And I sat up. At, I love sitting up at the kitchen, you know, when you can watch the chefs mm. cook. Love doing that. In the old days, I used to like sitting up at the bar. That's just, you know, that's just not my thing anymore. So I do like sitting up at the kitchen. And I was sitting there by myself and I had my phone and I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to pick it up. I didn't want to, mm. and, and it was kind of a bit of a weird tension. Like for me, just sitting mm. there and looking around because I'm totally by myself. I've got no one to talk to. And uh, so I had a bit of a chat with the chef that was kind of working opposite me. And, and but apart from that, mate, I just, it was, it was really interesting to feel into that tension of not, of not picking up the phone, of not feeling that emptiness. Did you, did you find it was liberating after a bit? Like it was awkward initially craning, looking, studying, watching people. And then at some point for me anyway, and I have no choice, like I, I <laughs> couldn't pick up my phone. And if I had, I probably would have. But it was this point where after a while I got comfortable watching people and knowing that they know that I'm watching them. And, and it, was, it was really cool. But there was this really uncomfortable period of just, um, yeah, you, as you described it, tension or um, almost like that insecurity um, mm. of what do I do. And I could see on everyone when they're sitting in their conversations, at some point they would get insecure and they'd grab their phone and then, and then they'd be able to communicate again. It's like this third party that separates communication. And, and the other hilarious thing is the people who put it on the table, like I'm not going to, and it's, it's literally between a couple. Their phone is literally physically between them. So phone just on the table face down, like I'm not using this, but it's literally in between. And I'm like, how clear is that that's getting in the way of their relationship right now? It was so... Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know what the term you just used there was insecure. Um, and and what they're doing is they're – I had it well in my mind before, but they're creating out-secure. They're using mm-hmm. something outside of themselves to feel mm-hmm. secure. It's like a comfort blanket, right? Yeah, That's it's like a little comfort blanket. You know, like they, when, when kids yeah. take a toy – or something to dinner or a little blankie. It's like that's that's the adult version of it. Why do you that's, think it is? That's exactly what it looks like. like. Yeah, And I, I, I do it too. But if I'm away somewhere, I don't do it. Like if I am on a holiday somewhere, I'll, I'm less likely to do it. I am a little bit more in the moment. I'm, um, I'm happy to chat to... The person serving us a little bit more. I'm happy to get up and go. Ah, oh, if we're at brekkie, is there a paper somewhere here? Um, like, but you're still filling the void. Yeah, but if you know, so, if, I, I think. Oh, what, you're still talking. Me, you mean just uh, not filling yeah, the void by just sitting? There's no silence. Mm. And what it is, I think, is we don't want to create the space to think about what's really going on. Mm. what's really going on and for me right now i i, I gotta tell you I, I am i'm feeling i'm feeling a little challenged you know because um when i had the space if i had space before mm. i would have a drink mm. glass of wine mm. and and that would that would allow me to feel more comfortable 
in the in the silence space, mm. you know, um, or I would put music on, or yeah, I would yeah. pick up my phone, or I would read the paper. Have you been running with music lately, or no music? Uh, I've been running with music, but conscious of the running with music. Yeah, like really aware of the running with music. Um, it's and, and tr- trying it, on having silence. Mm, no newspaper, yes. no nothing. Just literally sitting no in my silence. Not even meditating. Not not even doing the, you know, concentrating on my breathing. Just actually being present in nothing. And I think that's pretty fucking hard. Mm. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's the same for us. We don't have music. You know, take away the phone, and that's our music too. <laughs> We've been in silence for the last, you know, week since it happened, and. It's through no choice. Like, mm. again, if I had a choice, I'd be listening to music. And so I'm not, it's not me saying, oh, look at me. I'm the Dalai Lama now. I've, I've realized our weakness. I'm part of the problem as well. And I still have that problem, but I just don't have a choice. And so it's quite liberating now. And, and when you don't have a choice, you have to just find another way. And the other way is the old way of talking to people and having silence and you know, sitting with your thoughts or no thoughts or just enjoying um, the moment. And for me, just sitting there became comfortable after a period of uncomfortable where my I realised I can stare off into the distance. I can glance at the couple. I can look over there. I can, uh, I can do all these things acceptable that I've somehow created this, oh, I must absorb myself in this. Mm. And, and it's so funny seeing the people who, the way that they do it, they justify it to their partner or to their, you know, the people around them. There was this lady with two phones and she was looking really busy. And I was thinking to myself, she's creating this whole scenario just so she can feel comfortable. Yeah, so she's she got her two it. phones out and she's doing this. And, and I can see from my angle that she's on Facebook. So it looks from the outside like she's being organized and organizing a diary. And she's a businesswoman. She's got a, you know, business attire. And so she can get away with this facade she's creating. But from my angle, I can see you're on Facebook, you know, like it's very curious. And so it brought up this thing, this question I want to ask you guys, what are the addictions that we have that are acceptable by society and what are the ones that aren't? Um, Mm. And why is it, particularly the phone, Mm. Kat and I have been talking about addiction a little bit. Benny, obviously, we talked about this um, last podcast as well, bringing up, you know, letting go of drinking. I almost think phones are the thing that we're all addicted to and it, and because we're all addicted to it, it's acceptable, but it's actually destroying the very fabric of humanity. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yep. Mate, I, I agree. I'm really interested in Janesha's um, thoughts on this, but I'm doing – actually, I just reached for my phone. Uh, I'm doing the push-up challenge. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, mate, interesting, again, you know, I've I, got to have my phone. I can't record my push-ups on – on my, my PC, I can't. I've got actually. What about what about a pen and paper? Well, no, you. Oh, you got to log it in. You got to log it in. You got to enter them in, right? Yeah. Um, These are the challenges too that everything revolves around phones now. It's all yeah, tech. everything. Well, the the, the challenge um, every day that there's a, there's a different number of push-ups to do that relate to something around suicide, mm-hmm. and one of the um, one of the stats, you know, it was like I can't remember. It was like. Um, 140 push-ups because um, you have a 14% increase, I'm making this number up, but it was something like that, 14% increased chance 
of experiencing depression if you spend more than two hours on your phone a day. Mm. Um, now, wow. I'm, I'm not young generation. I'm not, I, I don't spend a lot of time on my phone, but mate, I reckon, I don't know, there's, it's, it's easy somewhere on your phone to get the data, but uh, I think Isn't probably yeah, I do yeah. an hour and a half on my phone a day. Mm. Um, I would say it's got to be, it's got to be more. I think it's going to surprise you. Put that thing on and you'll, you'll see that it's the window, maybe an hour and a half deliberate, but I used that little app you're talking about and I was on three and a half hours or something. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. So increased depression from, like, using, from using your phone. And I think, I think that's probably... Is that possible? There's no way that I'm spending... No, is that my internet? Yeah. Um, oh, mate. That's. I just looked at. You can look it up in your settings, right? I just went usage. I'll be. Oh, Matt, you can't do this. But Ben, I'm uh, curious to look at. Go look at your usage, and you can go daily average for the last week. Mine's at actually two hours and seven right. minutes. Two um, um, hours and seven. Uh, so where do I where do I find that? Just go to go to settings, and screen time. Yeah, or just type in usage. Type in usage up the top in your search, and then you can go like week screen time, um, and you can get your daily average for the week, and you can get like the previous weeks as well. So daily average two hours. For all listeners, two hours and eleven minutes. Is, but to be coming fair, up, two hours and eleven do minutes. Do the same thing, boys are doing. To be fair, um, it's an hour of Zoom, so um, I use my phone. Uh, probably Zoom. once or twice a week to do a Zoom call. Yep. Um, so if I take that out, I'm uh, I'm left with yep. Chrome. Forty two minutes of messages. Wow, I don't check my messages that often. Twenty one minutes of Facebook. Uh, Seventeen minutes of Insight Timer. Sixteen minutes of Push for Better. You were pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah, I would. Uh, I would recommend everyone, uh, as, as you said, Maddie, uh, look at your screen time and just see. It's uh, we don't notice it until it's kind of you, you have a look at it, and I'm like two hours, like even two hours. Like my two hours is apparently down compared to last week. Um, but it'll be yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see if we could track all, like, say, those apps across. I'm like say my computer or my. Um, iPad, so I'm on the iPad a little bit every now and again, but if we could track all of it and go, oh, how much useful time is it mm. doing on this, right? And it's interesting, like I saw um, uh, the guy off uh, the name um, goes from me now, during uh, 2020 COVID lockdown, he got uh, he got made redundant, got fired, uh, he's the silent, like the silent comedian. Uh, he's on TikTok and Instagram, and uh, yeah, and he's just hilarious. Like he'll just mock someone, but just try and do their version of an expert, and just but he doesn't talk, right? So they go the time that say someone might spend like two or three hours on on their phone or on social media, versus like say the time that someone like him spending that, like it's building. It's like two different lenses, right? So it's could be consuming mind-numbing content. Or you know, or consuming content to to enhance or to educate, or is it 
is it for your business? Is it brand or whatever? And so he probably spends the same amount of time as some other people have, but he's built this mm. presence, this business, this revenue stream. Um, it's like unresourceful, resourceful use of your phone, right? So it's putting through the lens of going, look, yes, yes, you look at your, look at your time and your phone, but also then look at, uh, as Benny went through, what are you using it for? How, yeah. yeah, how are you using mm. it? When you're using it Which for is, two hours on a Zoom call, then it's different to going, you know what, there's two hours on and it's all on just social media and you're not on a business page. You're not on, uh, you're not learning something. You're not reading an article. You're not, you're just, you're just scrolling, mind-numbingly, just your thumbs getting sore, right? It's the silence. Yeah, like... So, you know, you, you, I don't think either of you boys are old enough, but back when, back when I was a young adult, we didn't have a mobile phone. And for the, in the morning, there was no way to contact me. Uh, when I went to a cafe... There was nothing to do there. When, mm. uh, you know, if, if you, you could maybe ring work and go, hey, is, ben, is Ben there? Is Ben at work? Can I speak to Ben? But if I wasn't at work, you couldn't get me. And I couldn't do anything except be in the place that I was. And yes. the mind, the only mind-numbing thing was TV at night after, you know, 6 or home. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, so we, um, Benny, we were on the... We were on the cusp, so we weren't adult, young adults. We were young, young men. We were only like eight or seven, eight, nine, ten. But we had the bridge, the gap between the home phone and no internet, no mobile phone. Um, so we had a bit of that, and then we had the bridging into the first mobile phone, internet becoming readily available. Like we used to have computer rooms. Do you remember having a computer room, Janesh? Mm. It was a room where there was the computer, the family computer. You had to share it, like you did the home phone. Like mm. oh, you, could, you couldn't be, you, would, you couldn't be on the home phone. It's like dial up, right? You couldn't be on the home phone and the internet. Uh, and that was like if at someone, the same time someone called the home phone, you were done. You're like, all right, and we're off the internet. But there was so there was silence for you kids. There was silence. Mm, there forced, was, and you forced, would, but you would force silence and boredom. Yeah, but and you through would, boredom came activity. Yeah, but you would still feel it though, right? I think as Ben was saying before, yeah, you wouldn't course. you wouldn't sit in the silence. Uh, you would still fill that void with with activity, with uh, with something else, some some sort of creative outlet, right? It's not as much like it's not um, not sanitary activity necessarily. Right, it's not just the uh, and sit in front of the screen type of thing. Yeah, the, and I remember we weren't we weren't allowed like we were allowed a certain amount of TV. You know, it was very um, in my family anyway, very controlled access, e and easily easily managed. We only had one TV, so you know, mum and dad would we were allowed to watch TV after homework for an hour, and then my older brother had rank. And mum and dad and I was the lowest in the pecking order and I went to bed early. So I remember movie nights were my favourite thing because we got to do it once a week. Mm. You know, I'd be mm. super excited. We'd get to go walk down the aisles and it was so much fun. Mm. I think that's it's, I think that's what's so interesting you know, how it's changed. The, the phone people have done really, really well. Um, as, you know, again, now as a uh, a non drinker. I just see how easy it is to get alcohol. It's like so. Mm. It's just every. It's mm. it's literally everywhere you go, you can get yourself a drink. 
And these days, it's the same thing with being um, entertained with mind-numbing stuff. It's like numbs the mind, like alcohol does for the body. Um, it, you can just access it like instantaneously. Mm. There's no, mm. there's no gatekeeper to a kid. You have to do your homework first, and then then you could watch some TV. Your parents and the <coughs> remote control. You just they just turn the telly off. I yeah. We're losing well, you a bit. Someone someone's uh. Yeah, but. Someone's dot. frozen. Someone's frozen there. Matty, or is it you? <laughs> I feel like it, it much, surely it's me. I'm the one in the middle of nowhere. Um, but I've got a question for you. So we've got this, um, these social rules about uh, phones and filling voids, right? And it's, it's, it's not conducive to anything. Oh, well, it's, it is, but it's, it's this social construct, right? This social rule, and and there's not many people that will break it or, or challenge it. Um, it makes me think just during the week, right? Like, people don't challenge status quo. They don't really push the button, and there's, like, for lack of better words, there's more and more, like, more and more Karens out there. And what I mean by Karen is just this stickler, not a, not anything against the name. Um, I'm if put, your uh, name is Karen, no, I'm going to put a disclaimer. I'm put a disclaimer on that. My mother-in-law's <laughs> name is Karen, so I was like, I realised as I said, oh, I was mate, like, what Shit. are you doing? I know, but Pick the, a different name. I know, but the analogy of that is that a stickler for rules, and not even a stickler for rules, but doesn't stay in their lane. Stickler for rules, like you do. Everyone do do their own thing. That's fine, but you're going to go tell your neighbour, hey, you're not doing mate. the rules here. I literally have an example for you. I'm parked out the front of this telephone shop, right? And it's in the caravan park. So this guy's got his little portable, which is turned into this repair shop. I'm parked out there, pretty upset because he's just told me basically you've got to send your phone to Apple. And Apple's told me it's going to be $800 to get my phone fixed. I'm sitting in the car park for this old man comes over and he goes, uh, you can't be parked here. It's not, a ca- it's not a caravan park. I'm like, well, it is caravan park. Um, oh, I'm waiting for my phone. He's like, oh, good luck with that. I'm like, what? at what point did he look out the window, see our van, and take it upon himself to walk outside of the house all the way around the corner to where this van that he doesn't recognise is parked to tell the people in the van, move, you've got to move your van, you can't park here. And when Katz politely said to him, oh, no, we can park here, we're waiting for the phone, he said something and then he, we watch him just waddle back 500 metres to go back in his house. Exactly as you, there's this sense of, it's like it, it meets the need to be right. You know, I get to tell someone off today. It was such a strange behaviour. Why, why, why is that? Or, and it's just, we were at a, um, a party on the weekend, uh, a kid's party, and we're talking to a couple of friends, and, and they were like, oh, we probably should do this, this, and this. And I'm like... What, what, why? And they're like, oh, because that's what, that's the best thing to do. And I'm like, no, I don't know about that. I'm like, I've talked to a couple of people and they advise not to do that. And they're like, oh, oh, it's like that. It's like the. Uh, You're talking about getting the flu vaccine? Or what? 
Nah, it was just uh, in terms of a process of getting uh, consultation. I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 talking in uh, in riddles here. Yep. yep. Um, but in terms of it's like this uh, this path of go to high school, go to uni, uh, get a job, get married, get, uh, buy the house with a white picket fence, and have kids and sell down. It's like this this ro- this thing, and there's like this fucking. There's more to that. It's like more and more people, I feel, sometimes got these blinkers on. Um, one, the blinkers people, and two, the uh, the Karens. And it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking more, and maybe they always were there, but it's just oh, it's fascinating. But it's also the reason why I think people don't, people go to their phones, right? People go to their phones and go, it's easy. I'm not going to not go to my phone. Because it's mm. it's the it's the social construct. It's a rule. I'm going to follow the rule. If I don't go to my phone, if someone opposite me, I'm at I'm at dinner and they they pull out their phone, I'm not going to call them out and go, "Hey, put your phone down. We're out to dinner." I'm just going to pull my phone out. Mm. Why? Why is that? It, it, I think. I think some of the rules have got to come. Like you know me, I'm I don't like rules. But then I here's the weird paradigm. I see a need for more rules with with kids, I think. We need to go back to, you know, we weren't allowed to watch TV at the dinner table. For at least there were meals where we weren't, you know. There was like four meals a, a week. Well, we've got to kind of restore some of these values around connection, around talking to people and not putting your phone on the table in front of the person that you're meant to be hanging out with because that subconsciously says... My phone is more important than you. You come secondary. And if anyone tries to contact me on the phone, I'm going to go to that first. Like, I think we've got to retrain ourselves how to live with these things that can be really powerful that are actually, if not controlled or managed, really, really corrosive and I think you're right that there's some problems with society and we go to the easy solution, which is just avoid ignore and my phone is a portal to avoiding my problems what do you Mm. think benny yeah i think we we have become very good at filling our world with noise and distraction because it serves us we only ever do we only do anything in our life because we get something out of it and i think it, it serves a purpose and of keeping keeping uh, our mind busy so that we don't have to think about what's really going on. Um, mm. We don't have to be our authentic self because that's scary and it's difficult and, you know, and and for many of us, we, we don't even know who we are. And so when we do stop the noise, and that's a bit of a challenge I'm feeling at the moment without having, you know, a, a glass of wine to go to and being a little more conscious of not picking up and not creating the noise and creating some space so I can be by myself and just sit. Um, it's bloody, it's tricky, you know, because there's, there's, yeah. there's parts that you, you, you think about and you, you contemplate in the silence that you don't really like, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, there's, there's thoughts. Some of those thoughts that you like, you have to come to terms with are dark. Like I had mm. weird thoughts the other day because of the silence. And then I remind myself, and, it's, and if you don't know this, 
then you're in trouble, right? I remind myself, I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. And that's a way for me to let go of some negative thoughts. But if you think you are your thoughts and you have a messed up thought, that's, I would, I can see why you would watch a movie or watch porn or do something to not have to address that. I wonder if, yeah, I think you're onto something here. So how do we do better at it? And I think that's one of the things that, that you pointed out, Matty, is, you know, back when we were young, was uh, there were rules, there was discipline, and mm. the discipline was to build character. You know, mm. the discipline of going to the gym, the discipline of getting up early in the morning, these are things that we all do. Um, that discipline, I think, is missing. I feel mm. like it's missing in our younger generation. But I don't think it's uh, younger either. I think it's the older generation too. Like our current generation... Uh, like you'll go out and see somewhere like a, a most mo not all but I would say most children are quite moldable right where and they're taking the lead from the adults and the adults are on their phones right you go on the train the adults it's are on the true. phone the kids are bugging sometimes the parents and go hey I want to talk I want to talk like can I can I play with something can I do something and they're either sometimes they do or sometimes they'll just get here here's a screen here's an iPad right or the parents are on the ipad too or the parents are on it and you're like oh so it's yeah this thing but it's also this i think it's this ease or it's like a um a mechanism of uh like numbing for all generations but it's also i think it's it's led led by the adults because it's it's easy because before there was there was no choice right now we have this easy choice and it's like everyone or majority of people are taking the path of least resistance and they're going to go, look, we're going to go this way. And it is socially acceptable. It's not socially acceptable to necessarily call someone out on it. when, But it is socially acceptable to um, to retreat, so do I, like retreat to my phone. And mm. because if you retreat to my phone, then I'll retreat to my phone. Mm. And then we'll just wait till our food comes. And then um, and then that's it. But it's I don't know if it's just the younger younger generation. I don't reckon it's just the kids. I think of this generation. I think it's adults too. I think I think there's matching and leading going on. You know what I mean? Like the mm. kids will trigger the parents, and the parents will then go on their phones. And then the kids want to get off their phones, but they model the behaviour they see. They see their parents on the phone, and then and it's this. You know. Every, every now and again, one of us does put down our phone because it is calling for connection. We put down our phone. Someone else will put down their phone. We have the power, but there's time lag as well. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen instantaneously. So Kat and I were talking about this. We've been talking about addictions. And this one is so obvious to me that I think we're going to – I'm going to set some hard rules. I can't control everyone else, but I can control me. And I'm aware now. So when I get my phone back, straight away, the obvious one is any meals, I'm not putting my phone on the table and I'm just not going to use it. I'm going to sit there and be during mealtime present with whoever, even if they're on their phone, not call them out, but I'm not going to be the guy on the phone anymore. Fuck that. I'm done with it. So I think that's something I can promise myself and I'm going to see what kind of influence that has because I think... Yeah, you know when you call people out? I don't want to be a Karen telling people how to do it. But I think that maybe maybe model the behaviour you want to see. And and also, yeah, I'm going to do that for me. That's, that's my objective. Once I get this phone back, 
meal times, I'm not going to be the guy that's on his phone or has his phone on the table anymore. And I have been in the past. Mm. Mm. No, I, I, I think that's. I think it can be really powerful for us to do that because I see that with me not drinking. Uh, Michelle's definitely drinking less. The kids, the kids are drinking less. You know, because I would come home after work and I'd go, you know, a glass of wine. I'm like, my, my, pour myself a glass. You want a glass of wine, love? She go, oh, look, I wasn't going to, but look, yeah, if you're having one, I'll have one. You know, it's like, it, yeah. we, you know, we just kind of fit in, and mm. and I think there'll be some discomfort for you, Maddie. But if you can hold the space around that, then you'll see. I think you'll see people start to shift, and they'll see the benefit. I've been amazed at how interested and curious people are about the not drinking, and mm. a little voice inside them that says, you know, oh, I'd love a little bit of that. I love a little bit of that. I love a little bit mm. of that. Sometimes. I'd love to be able to sit there and not be on my phone. Yeah. Um, and there's that thought, if if Benny can do it, maybe I can do it. Like, it's your friends, isn't it, that you have influence with. It's the people that love you the most. And it's the same whether you're chasing something that you really want that's not mainstream. Mm. People go, oh, that if he can do it, then maybe I can have that thing that's – you know, left field that people mm. say isn't isn't right to want. Or maybe if if Benny's not having a drink tonight, and he's he used to love a drink. Maybe maybe I can not have a drink tonight. Or if Maddie's not on his phone, I think that's how you make change, as opposed to telling people being the Karen. Which mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a coach can feel a bit like that when your job is to call out behaviour. I, I think that there might this might be the way is just make little changes yourself and. I worry about holding myself accountable to not being on my phone because that's going to be hard. Well, it is. It's, and I think that's the problem is that we're... What do you think, Janesh? We're just wanting easy. You know, we mm. just... And easy doesn't make us stronger. E- easy doesn't make us a better person. Mm. But we, we live in a world where we're marketed to that easy is better. Mm. Easy is better. Um. Mm. I think, and, and the whole fit yeah, they, in, the whole yeah. thing, mate, I've got to tell you, we, we, you know, it's an interesting, I'm in an int- really interesting place uh, at the moment, you know, contemplating um, consumption and, you know, buying what they're selling. And Michelle and I are spending a month in South Yarra, right? It is the, it is the, <laughs> it is like the, <laughs> consumption capital they have bought everything that is being sold and and one of the things that's really that we notice a lot in south yarra is how they're buying the idea of what beauty looks like uh and that beauty looks like you have no wrinkles at 35 Hmm. you have big lips at 35 um yeah, and your eyebrows are... You have a BMW or Yeah, you've got a BMW at 35. And you, you have a Louis Vuitton bag at 35. And it is amazing the amount of Louis Vuitton bags, wrinkle-free skin and pumped-up lips that are wandering around in South Yarra. But yesterday we... Um, oh, maybe I can't go there. Go. Uh, you put the disclaimer in. Go. Oh, um, yesterday, whatever yesterday was, because who knows when yesterday really was, uh, I, we had a couple of young people that Michelle and I engaged with, and I'd say young, they're 
they're probably just 30, mm. maybe 32. Yeah. Wrinkle-free wrinkle free and Louis Vuittons? Uh, wrinkle-free and lips fully done. Fish lips. Like duck, like duck lips. Like they look like a couple of ducks. Um, and I'm thinking, you're doing that at 30. Like how sustainable is that moving forward? And how is it you thought at 30 you were not beautiful? Youthful you enough. Full enough, yeah. And you felt like you needed to get a needle in your lips and have your lips filled at 30. Mate, um, somehow oh. along the way, 30 is like still, you know what I mean? If you're an athlete in 30, nah, you're done. 30 is the end of the game for you. Like, I don't know how we've managed to do this. Create a society when you're 18, you don't know anything, you don't have any money, so you don't have any value, mm. so you just want to grow up and get old and be 30. By the time you get to 30, you're old, and it doesn't matter that you have time, money, you know. Everyone's rushing to be somewhere they're not. And, and then when you get older and you have the time and you have the money, you don't have the youth, so you're a waste mm. of space, you know. How do we do this to each other? Mm. It sucks. It's this like, part, that's so... part of um, part of least resistance, right? I think Benny, you said this a couple of episodes ago about um, the notion of uh, is it entropy? Everything moves to disorder, right? Mm. And as we get older, things move to disorder seemingly quicker, right? And it's harder to bring back order, uh, and and to bring it back to the, bring things back to order takes effort, right? It takes. Um, takes exercise, takes work, takes if you're uh, looking after your skin, say, again, um, not, nothing against people that do Botox or whatever, but if you, it takes effort in terms of if you are washing your face in the morning, you are moisturising, you are putting sunscreen on before you go out in the sun, um, and bits and pieces like that, it takes effort. The ease to bring things back into order, there's like this shortcut. There's like a like a uh, a fast lane, right? And the fast lane comes with a whole array of whole array of shit. Um, but people want to take this fast lane, like when this disorder happens, and they I think they accept disorder early. Like I reckon ten years ago, uh, not many people in their thirties uh, would be would be dabbling. There'll be uh, maybe a handful, and maybe I'm wrong. Um, but now it feels like. There's a lot that it's common. It's common practice. It's socially acceptable. Ten years ago, you would, if you were in your thirties, you may not have told your friends that you went and got Botox, right? Mm. But now it's again, it's like that phone thing. It's common practice. It's socially acceptable. It's more. It's more accessible. It's like well, uh, it's not just socially acceptable. It's that society encouraged. has created a standard of mm. normal. It's- that that is not like again. I could just be old, right? But it's not. It's normal. not attainable. Just, I was chatting with Rhino about it this morning. This whole biohacking world, you know, we're told that we've got to constantly hack our body, um, and the, the industry is the marketing industry. It's it's what shifts the planet, right? Um, has said this is the standard that at thirty you should have no wrinkles, and at forty you should definitely not have wrinkles. Uh, that if, and if you have Probably something wrong with your skin. Probably something mm. wrong. And but don't you worry, we can fix it. And mm-hmm. and we've bought this this image of 
who we are, you know, that if you don't have a 40-square house, um, you know, something's not right. It's interesting. I was and listening if- to someone the other day and he was saying that the poorest 10% in Western culture, in Western countries, Australia, America, etc., the poorest 10% live in a home that the 50th percentile, the average American Australian, lived in in 1980. And we think they're poor. Oh, those poor people. Mm. They've only got a 15-square home. It's only got one bathroom. We need to do something about it. You know, they're all sharing one bathroom. Oh, my God. How disgusting. Like, that was just how we all lived. But Mm. society said, Mm. no, we don't have four bathrooms and each bedroom's got its own separate toilet. Then there's something not right in your world. It's the whole notion of the the keeping up with the Joneses, right? And it's the uh, – when we were – when I think we've been, when and we were at lunch, we said about that that uh, notion of money. It's like keep they're keeping up, and what are you are you spending money to keep up experiences uh, appearances, or or are you doing it for yourself? Right. Some people might go, you know, what I'm doing this for myself because I like this nice thing. I don't care what so and so I have, but I'm doing. It. But then majority are like, I'm doing this because this is this is the way. This is what mm. this is what the uh, society is saying this is what um, like you look at Melbourne. my best yeah right Mel- oh, mate sorry to cut you go for it go no. so Melbourne like people are like oh I need to buy a house and I'm like and now everyone's working from home and it's hybrid like 99% of workplaces are hybrid right and and I just ask okay why wouldn't you want to move further out like it's less hustle and bus oh no nah, no nah, I couldn't I couldn't I know it's, it's, it's just curious to go like why and it's like oh I'm gonna pay a lot of money and again everyone's got different things for family friends all that around them but this notion of that I can't uh, move further out so I gotta take a higher mortgage I gotta do that and stretch them a little bit more when you're like you know what you might be and again you might be a little happier uh, not extending yourself as much um, and getting maybe a better place further out uh, especially now you don't you need to be in the city. Not- but you might not appear as successful. And if you don't appear as successful, then you're not as much of a big deal. And if you're not as much of a big deal, then you're not as, you know, like it's this vicious cycle, which comes back to that judgment, individual and collective. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can say, oh, live your own life, follow your own values, screw it all. But you will be judged mm. and you will be talked about. And, and, and that's the reality. And if you can weather that and... You know, at some point they'll be talking about you saying, oh, what a legend. Look, I always knew he was going to make it. But initially you're going to come up against a lot of resilience because you're swimming outside of the school of fish and that makes everyone feel insecure. And so we try to, particularly in Australia, that tall poppy syndrome, we pull you down. Oh, mate, fucking that rusty old boat. When are you going to get something that's like this? Look at me. Like, it's so funny because Exmouth is boat culture, right? Everyone's got a boat. You drive, you know, we leave to get coffee and you'll see a boat in the backyard, a bigger boat in the next door neighbour, the biggest boat, you know. It's, it's a really funny thing. And I think it depicts what you're talking about, keeping up with the Joneses. Mm. You work your ass off. You've got the best job you can, you know, you can uh, obtain you save up, you buy the boat, next door neighbour buys the bigger boat. It's got two engines. 
shit. He's he's more successful than me. Benny, do you remember that quote that oh. you said at lunch about the going to the traffic, paying for the house, all that? Oh, mate. Oh, Bluetoothing thoughts. I apologise too. It's on my phone. Now, listen to this. Normal is getting dressed in clothes that you buy for work and driving through traffic in a car that you are still paying for in order to get to the job you need to pay for the clothes and the car and the house that you leave vacant all day so you can afford to live in it. Isn't that what we do? Yep. That's what we do. And we've bought that, you know, and, and, and we've only bought that, well, we've been buying it for centuries now, mm. but, you know, if you think back to the Indigenous cultures, and, and I think we often come back to the Indigenous cultures in these conversations, you know, they didn't buy anything. They didn't, there was no bigger house. And I love this, um, I was listening to, um, I'm reading Wayne Dyer's book at the moment, The Shift. Yes. He talks about... Uh, you know, there is this kind of – imagine if we, if we got that we were one. And he said, it's like a tree that has lots of branches. He said, you can't ever even imagine that the branches would fight each other for space. They just don't do that. They work in mm. harmony and they all work together for the good of the tree. He said, imagine if the human species was like a tree and that – we, ha- we recognised that we had branches that were heading in lots of different directions, but they were all working together. You know, they weren't fighting. Serve one another. And, and I think, you know, and that's how things used to be five, mm. 10,000 mm. years ago. But uh, in the last, I don't know what it is, 5,000 years, you know, we've been marketed to. And that marketing is increasing more and more and we're becoming less and less as a result, less and less connected with self, less and less connected with family. So, and yeah. And how do we, and and the question is, how do we get off it? Mm. How do do we do different? Yeah. I think it's happening. I really think it's happening because it's not sustainable anymore. This never ending growth, this constantly beating each other, People are miserable. They got four bathrooms, but they're fucking lonely. And loneliness is the leading cause of, you know, suicide or leading cause of death. Premature death is loneliness. And being sold an idea, which we're all striving towards, which is actually going to make us miserable. And I think we're collectively starting to get that, that these things are hollow, that I, you know, mm-hmm. meaningful relationship with someone is more powerful than the fucking boat I have out the back. And I can have connection and go fishing with the boys in a rusty tinny that brings me just as much satisfaction as sitting on fucking old mate's super yacht. Mm. I it, feel like we're starting to get it. I think some though, mate. We're in but this I think, time lag. Yeah, but I think mainstream media is not going to let majority uh, get there. Um, 100%. I think some are getting there. Karen. Nah, but mainstream media, it's everywhere like your pop-ups on your in between your um facebook stories your uh your instagram story ads all that like look at the last two years right like there was all this stuff in the media about COVID. there was hardly fuck all about uh increased suicide rates right 
is mm. fuck all about that, right? This whole this notion of social distancing as opposed to physical distancing, hey, look, and social distancing, you can still pick up the phone and call someone. There was no notion of, hey, connect during that. Um, the, the mainstream media and... And again, people like mainstream media is uh, people are very influenced by because it's everywhere and there's dollars there. So I don't reckon, um, I don't think me uh, the media will let it. I don't think the majority of social uh, society will let that happen. I think people will kind of will 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 come around to it, but in the in in the small numbers, I don't. I don't I, unfortunately, sadly, I would say I don't think people will come around because media won't let it. Content doesn't sell. Uh, mm, misery mm. sells. Misery makes dollars. Yeah, tension sells. Where you are is good, but if you got to here, that would be better. The iPhone 11, by the way, Maddie, that's like old, dude. <laughs> Shitty camera. You need the new. You need mm. the new 13. And it's going to make you. Better. It's going to make you happy, Matt. It's going to make you happy. happy. Make but your life easier. Do you, do you think? Right, we know that works because that's it's got us where we are now. But I'm wondering whether the 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 um the belief in that is waning. That people, it's it's now becoming part of people's awareness that mainstream media isn't the truth. You know, for a long period of time, though, it's super well respected, and it was this is where you get your source of information. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the outskirts too much, and but I'm wondering whether there is as much faith in that. But it's not even Are mainstream media, starting? it's just the marketing. So, yeah, there's media of news, but all the marketing that you get from other brands, um, it's this the, the consumerism, right? More is better. Like, the same as, uh, as Benny said about Apple, the new phone is, it's going to make it better, right? The fear, the, the marketing goes we... the feeling of it. And there's still lines when, when there's um, opening day of first day of thing, people have got... The, f- the phone just before it there's nothing wrong with it but there's lines out the store so that lines out the store makes me think there's no change in it even though they're, they're definitely going to get one if they go two days later because there's lots of them but there's lines out the store so consumerism's just like it's I don't know I don't know if there's a solution to consumerism in in yeah. well, in western society it's just not we know it's not sustainable so at some point it's got to it's going to break and then with what happens. But, you know, for example, when you think about a micro to understand a macro, you, at some point, Benny, with the drinking, you got to a point where it just wasn't meeting the needs or it wasn't fulfilling the needs or it, it was having a negative effect. And so you took a gamble and you went for the thing that was uncomfortable and you stopped. I feel like that process is inevitably going to happen to the whole of society. We're just not going to be able to keep selling these things because we can't build them anymore or it's got to break down and when it does we'll be forced back into these more traditional ways of being you know the tribal way of living the community not living in a mansion living in a a smaller house it's got to happen either willingly or to me it's inevitable but in my field of view my friends people are talking about this stuff where we never talked about it before I felt like a real black sheep, and now I feel like I'm at least got a little bit of a herd. Mm. What are you spending? Right, I really hope you're right. I just don't. I don't see it. I was out for a five dollar fifty coffee on Monday morning. I took myself on my laptop, sit in a cafe, had a coffee. At ten thirty, I finished, and I was walking back up 
Turak Road. And here is a lady carrying a giant bag with big black, big black bag with Saint Laurent. She'd just been shopping and bought something big at Saint Laurent. <laughs> Mate, I'm making this up. There's nothing in a bag that big for less than five grand. So at 10 o'clock, the shop had opened and she'd already spent five grand at 10 a.m. in the morning on a Monday. You know, like, uh, and I just, I just, I just see it. I saw it. I was driving along and I was, I was li- listening to a podcast about excess and consumerism. And, and here is a G Wagon, a Merc G Wagon. Now they're 250K easy, but it had been pimped. Because having uh, 250k G wagons not enough, you've got to pimp it with new wheels and new, you know, bumpers and blah blah blah. And I glance in the window as it goes past, and here is again a 35 year old, fully pumped, like she's got the lips, she's got it all going on. Oh, mate, just I, I just think, I, I love that you've got faith in humanity, but I just I think we are we are less connected than ever. We, are, we do not – no one creates the space, as you noticed when you went out for dinner, and it's only in the space that you have a moment to reflect and contemplate and do the critical thinking as to whether you're heading in the right direction. I would – I got three new clients that have just started. They're all multi-million, run, multi-million dollar businesses from 11 to 22 mil. So, you know, they're making some good coin and all the reaching out because they've woken up going, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Mm. Something's missing. I don't know what direction I'm heading in, but for the last 10 years I've been heading in this direction and I made a heap of money. So cool. Uh, I had a, a gentleman who, um, who is, is in a, like an incredible place financially and I said, so you know, if, we were to, if we were to coach and you know, we were catching up in a year from now, what would that look like? What would be different? He said, I don't know. Like he, there's so much noise in his world. He, he has no vision of what the future might look like. Except he said, oh, oh well, my plan is to double the business. Like, it's more. Because he's bought that that's what it is, right? It's more, more, the, more. My plan is to more. buy the bigger phone. Yeah. I'm going to upgrade my car. I'm going to, you know, so he doesn't, shop a little doesn't know what happiness is like. Yeah, because mm. uh, because every, the message around us is that happiness is is more, right? Uh, mm. And again, uh, and certain people are like, "Yep, it's not." Uh, but I think it's it's not many. It's not many. Um, I tell you, I tell you why the faith's there. Uh, Indonesia is a great example. It, there's so much uh, environmentally wrong there that I feel excited to go there because I know that the very little that I can do will have a massive impact. I feel like we're at that time where, you know, people, they're, they're not happy, but they have every reason to be happy based on what they're being told. And so they're hollow and they're like not fulfilled and they're not happy, but they're multimillionaires. They've got the Botox lips. They've got the bum plants. They've got the, you know, the Mercedes and they're miserable. And so I think people are almost, I don't know, maybe I am just completely deluded, but they're willing to take a risk. They're willing to put down the drink. They're willing to stop 
using the phone. They're looking for something else. And there's this underlying awareness that what I'm being told by the mainstream isn't helping. I've lived my life like this. My brother's lived. Maybe out of next month, mate. But down down here in uh, Victoria, that shit ain't happening. Fuck. Or in South Yarra. Mate, I reckon both in New South Wales and Victoria, mate, that is not, that's fucking not happening. No, no way. I'll have these conversations on the weekend with people and they go, nah, and I'll get that you don't understand. That that won't work. Oh, how's work Are going? Are they happy though? No, they're not, mate. They're not. Oh, how's work going? Oh, shit. I had are you are you looking for something? Oh yeah, I'm looking. Have you applied for any? Nah, nah, nah. The, the fact is it's not happening, mate. It's not happening. Oh, you know, isn't it? Isn't it hilarious that everything everyone's looking for, they already have. Like, talk about the best game of hide and seek ever. You know, like when you get really good at hide and seek when you're a kid, you know, hide right where they are, like next to where they're counting, because they won't. You know, we're playing this game of trying to get some free camping. Where's the best place to camp? Right where they wouldn't think to look, out the front of the discovery center, because no one would be stupid enough to camp there. Like, this is where we hide happiness. If there is a God or the universe, put it right where they already have it. it. They don't need to buy shit. It's free. All they need to do is appreciate what they have. They'll be happy. And they can still go and buy the Mercedes, but that's not going to make you happy. Like, it's just, I can't, it's like Benny, in, and I was saying with the phone, once you become aware, you can't be unaware of how simple it is. Hmm. Cut back. Focus on the people you have around you. Put away all the things that are taking away from you that you're being told are actually giving to you, and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I want to I think, shake Mate, people. I think that's a good way. It's a good spot to, to wrap up there. Wrap up is, yeah. is the whole less is more. Um, I, I was, again, I was listening to something the other day, and the guy was saying, in the Western cultures, we take a blank canvas and we add more paint. And we keep adding layers of paint to the canvas. And we think the more layers we add, the more of a masterpiece we'll create. Versus in, you know, a lot of Eastern cultures, they go, the masterpiece is already there. It's lurking in the piece of marble. We've just got to chip away the excess. We've got to take stuff away. So he was talking about have a reverse bucket list. He said the idea of a bucket list is it's one of the worst ideas in the world. He said have a reverse bucket list. That is, you know, every year take something off the list, not because you've ticked it off because you want less. So I just wonder whether today... You know, people listening to this, I wonder what they could do that would be less. Where could they not do something today? Where could they create just a little bit of space uh, and not find something to fill the space with? What do you reckon, Janesh? Yeah, I think the notion of that space and silence, I think be, be brave and be courageous this week and sit with your thoughts for two minutes. Um, I think maybe people don't. Set it on your phone. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Set it on and sit with your thoughts. No music, no journaling. Just sit with your thoughts. I think people sometimes are don't do it because they think it's hard, but also they don't do it because it's fucking scary and go, what's going to happen? What, what's actually going to come up? I need it now. Um, think about that. And after you go through your your your, your to-do list and you're probably going to try and hack it um, increase it and I think be comfortable with your own thoughts sit with your own thoughts uh, I don't think we do it in a world 
in today's world because we're getting we're getting sold to everywhere we look. We're getting sold mm. to at the coffee shop. Do you want a muffin with that coffee? No, I don't want a fucking muffin. I just want my coffee, right? Like you're getting sold everywhere, and just just sit and 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 see, and see what happens. Right? See what happens. It's not going to be easy. Um, but again, it's like a muscle trying something new. So start small and then increase. Maddie, what about you? I'm just going to leave it with the thought. You're not a human doing. You're a human being. Get back to being. You know what I mean? Like, it's that simple. Just be for a while, a minute, two minutes, like Janesh said. Be in that restaurant. Be with your partner. Be somewhere. Stop doing. See what it feels like. It's good, mate. Really good. Hey, geez, how do we just get so wise? I just great, don't know. great, great, great. It's that disclaimer. You put that disclaimer in and then we yep. could go straight at it. So great conversation as, as always, fellas. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.